Holy moly, the fastest, most inspiring 30 minutes, leaving you invigorated for the rest of the week and chafing at the bit for the next chat. We realise teaching is as challenging as it is rewarding. Building your supportive community through mentoring, sharing experiences, taking care of your well-being and getting connected is what this podcast is all about. I'm your host, Catherine Williams, with 30 years of experience in the classroom. I'm here to give you support and get you connected, because together, we are stronger. Hello everyone, welcome. Thank you for joining me today for episode 3 of Get Connected. In this episode, I'd like to explore how we can build connections and who we make them with. From our teaching perspective, we connect with a variety of different stakeholders, other educators, students, parents at school community, and someone we may overlook, connecting with ourselves. I'm going to break this into a four-part series and focus today on connecting with other educators and keep the discussion about students, parents and ourselves for the coming episodes. A connection is a relationship. Relationships come and go throughout our entire lives. Some are short-term while others are longer-lasting. And each relationship has a varying degree of depth. I feel one of the biggest transformations in my teaching was when I began to broaden my connections to include other educators beyond my immediate work environment. First of all, I need to give you some context, which will explain how this came about, so I'll take you back about four years ago. I was working in a medium-sized, semi-rural school having taught all grades and currently back on a grade I'd been on before. I was always interested in learning and would often research new ideas, new pedagogy and resources, mainly through a multitude of teacher and educational websites and incorporated them into our classroom. While I got on well with my grade partner and the rest of the staff, we felt there was an underlying discrepancy in the level of interest and support from some of our administration team. Then it happened. Things began to spiral for me. I reached a low point where I felt unsupported, exhausted, alone on an island, and the only option I could see was to leave. Well, I did in fact apply for a position away from school in early intervention. Then I began to doubt if this really was the right decision. After an interview, I didn't get the job. It turned out a good friend of mine who also applied was awarded the position. I took this as a sign and I was happy for her. You know, when one door closes, another door opens. I realised this was the universe saying it wasn't my door. Something else had to change. Going through plan A, B, C, D, we stopped at plan E. My husband and I decided to buy a block of land back in our hometown. At some stage soon, We would be moving and I felt renewed enthusiasm to make the most of the time I had left. Just so you know, the move didn't end up being soon. It was three years later. The following year I changed grades and was taking personal leave from August to December for my son's wedding overseas and to travel. I had renewed enthusiasm for what a change in classrooms, a change in grade levels and a curriculum would bring. I soon found I wasn't fulfilled staying with the status quo, just repeating the content and how it was taught the previous years. 
I wanted to try new ideas, to deeply collaborate with others. I desperately wanted to connect with like-minded people. I turned to social media. Spending a lot of my time researching on websites led me to investigate Instagram. I had Pinterest, but I found I needed more than a gallery of pictures. I had started an account on Instagram to follow foodies, gardeners, and occasionally teachers. So I dumped the foodies, made a separate account for gardening, and now focused on teachers. Yeah, I could use technology, but social media was a whole new ballgame. For a long time, I scrolled through teachers' posts. I was still collecting ideas and resources, looking at every detail in their classrooms. It was still like surfing the web, but easier, as all these teachers were in the one place. However, I still wasn't really connecting. I was just watching. When I set up my account, I didn't have a classroom name or theme, so I just went with my name. It took time until I was game enough to leave comments. Bit by bit, I eventually made a post. The first one was random and dedicated to my dog. I was pretty chuffed to have any likes, celebrated having followers, and enjoyed the interactions. Steadily, my connected community began to build. There were teachers I was in regular contact with. I know what you're thinking. These people are just online. Well... Just because we communicate digitally doesn't make them any less real. Now I have connections with many different educators. I have gone on to meet some in real life, even travelling overseas. And there's a stack more on my list to meet. Next thing, I was setting up an account on Twitter. But it took a lot longer for me to navigate. There were hashtags, chats, tags, retweets. And the text was a limited amount of characters. Anyway, through Instagram or a website, I found the hashtag Kids Deserve It. Again, I sat and watched, scrolling through posts. It led me to a wide variety of teachers, coordinators, principals, even superintendents, district officers, authors and presenters from across the world. Towards the end of the year, I was on leave from school, allowing for time difference as it was night time in the US and daytime here. I was able to join in the Kids Deserve It chats. Holy moly, the fastest, most inspiring 30 minutes, leaving you invigorated for the rest of the week and chafing at the bit for the next chat. It was uplifting, supportive, professional conversations that no matter which direction it headed off, it all led back to what is best for our students. Of course, since then, there have been lots of different chats and hashtags. Throughout our online community, I'm continually building a personal learning network who inspires, supports, collaborates, challenges, shares, questions and reflects. And I'm sure there's more. It's the ideal place for professional development, keeping up to date on the educational world and reading many articles, blogs and literature. I'd have to say I went back the following year to what became my best. I was in a connected community. All year we were adding to the list of new learning and opportunities being incorporated into our class. So many new things I'd never done before. My teaching world had been opened up. Some of the greatest learning opportunities for our class were the connections we created with other classes and teachers here in Australia and in several countries. Real audience and authentic sharing. I never never imagined the level of growth in myself as an educator and the number of connections and friendships made. 
face-to-face connections are what we ultimately seek. However, when these are not freely available, there are other ways to build connections. With technology today, our world has never been more accessible. We have greater access to information and others than ever before. All the incredible functions on our phone slash camera slash Wi-Fi mini computer. Social media is like a power tool. You have to use it with respect and its intended purpose. Being aware it's not the only tool which allows us to get connected or create relationships with other teachers. Building connections with other teachers and educators is very important to me. Together, we are a wealth of knowledge and talents. We have so much to share and to learn from each other. It can be very challenging to keep connected when our days are filled with the demands of teaching, extracurricular activities, parents, meetings, assessing, reporting, and the never-ending paper trail. You know the list goes on. Colleagues at your school and the team you work with should be an invaluable source of collaboration and support. There should be more networking opportunities between schools and districts, more opportunities for teachers to come together to learn, grow and connect. Everybody's circumstances and work environments are different. You may be very fortunate to have a teacher BFF, a wonderful collaborative team, a buddy or a mentor to have the support. Sometimes it takes more time and effort to build a connection. Others come more easily. Don't you just love it when you start a conversation with someone and it's an instant connection? You're on the same wavelength and you could talk for hours. Making connections with other teachers is about building relationships. Find what works for you. Find ways to build your connections. Teaching is challenging, even more challenging on your own. So let's be here for each other. Together, we are stronger. I appreciate you being here and hanging on until the end of the episode. Now, here's the really important stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Please take a quick moment to leave a review and rating for the episode as this will ensure the podcast reaches a wider audience and builds our community. I am on social media at kathwilliams05 on Instagram and Twitter so we can continue the connection. My thanks again. Talk to you soon on the next episode of Get Connected. Get Connected.